Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this vitally important question. What are the hardest words that every parent must say to their kids? There are eight critically important words that as parents, we need to say to our kids as often as necessary. And they are hard. Now, admittedly, they're harder for some people than others, but I think that they are pretty hard for most of us. They are relationship building words and words that model what true repentance looks like. If you don't learn how to say these words, at some point, your relationship with your child will break. So today's episode is all about relationship building. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. In the past decade, the Action Bible has helped millions of kids across the world better understand the stories of the Bible. Through vivid illustrations and fast-paced stories, children have engaged in God's Word like never before. Now in 2024, there is a new edition, the Faith in Action Edition with enhanced features. The Action Bible Faith in Action Edition has a new color design, 230 Bible stories and digital resources that will help kids grow in the knowledge of God's Word. These resources include hundreds of devotionals, prayers, timelines, maps, Bible facts, teaching videos, activities, and more. Additionally, kids will learn about seven major themes of the Bible. These themes include courage, faith, hope, love, service, trust, and wisdom. The Faith in Action Edition is the most complete illustrated Bible for kids. You can purchase your copy today of the Action Bible Faith in Action Edition at Sam's Club, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com, or wherever books are sold. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com. mamas and papas, be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever app you listen to this podcast on. That's going to help this podcasting sister out in a big way. Now, I did promise to bring you the hard-hitting topics again this month, and I am. I have them all lined up for you, but I have a message that is burning in my heart right now that I really want to share with you, and I can't think of a better time to do this than right at the beginning of a new year. We need to have this mindset top of mind as we think about how to parent our kids. There are eight words that every parent needs to make sure they say to their kids as often as necessary, and they are 
hard. And I have eight bonus words that are going to go the extra mile that you should add on as well. I'll share those in a bit. But the first eight words you need to say are, get out a pen, write it down. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Okay, so let's break this down. The first part, I'm sorry, that's tough, but you know, it's not too hard. And you see, we don't want to stop there because I'm sorry can mean a lot of things. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you're upset. I'm sorry you're so sensitive because that is really messing up my life right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, moms and dads, but I'm afraid I'm sorry is not enough. We have to follow it up with the really tough part. We have to admit I was wrong when we were wrong. And sometimes we are wrong, okay? Those three words, I was wrong, might just be the hardest words to say in the English language. I know some people who have never said them. Mm -hmm. That's where the rubber meets the road, folks. This is where it becomes confessional, where we admit culpability and guilt. And, oh, man, it's so hard. Parenting is hard. Uh, But the last part is a little bit easier and oh so necessary. We need to say, please forgive me. This puts the ball back in our kids' court, and it gives them the opportunity to forgive fully and be free of what we've done because repentance is complete. And look, I'm going to admit, these these are really hard words for me to say. I'm an apologist for the Christian faith and for godly parenting and for the vital role of mothering in our culture. And apologists like to be right. We literally just love to sit around all day and think of it long and hard about tough issues, about what is correct theologically ethically, morally, politically, fill in the blank. We love to be right. And we spend a lot of our mental real estate contemplating what is right. But sometimes we're wrong. All of us are. And we're not going to parent perfectly. There was only one perfect parent. That is our heavenly father. And we are not him. We strive to be like him, but we're going to fall short of the mark in significant ways. All of us, everyone. And when we do, we got to own it. Okay, so at some point in your relationship with your kids, or rather at many points, you're going to need to humble yourself and say these vitally important words. Again, they are, I'm sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me. They aren't complicated words, but (laughs) so hard to say. Now, what do these words accomplish? I'm going to give you three major objectives that these words accomplish. First of all, these words mend the relationship with your child when you've done or said something wrong. They express vulnerability and humility, which builds back trust. You really can't build back that trust any other way. Now, we can be wrong in one of two ways. We can be wrong in what we say or do, meaning that we can be factually incorrect. Our opinion, our assessment of the situation, our assumptions, our conclusions, our actions can be flat out wrong. And honestly, this is the hardest way to be wrong because, like I said, most of us want to be right and we have blinders on and we can't even see it. Sometimes we have this my way or the highway kind of mentality and parenting little people who depend on us for everything allows us to operate like little dictators in our homes if we want to. I know that not every parent operates this way. It's not everybody's MO, but some parents do. And remember this, moms and dad, if you have that tendency, dictators last for a season. But at some point, there will be a citizen's revolt. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Keep that in mind. 
But sometimes we can be loving, godly parents and still have a dictatorial attitude about our rightness. And we fail to consider other opinions and perspectives and thoughts and feelings and experiences. I can be guilty of this with my opinions. I thought long and hard about this child and I've done my research and here's my conclusion and that's just a fact and this is what I observe. So I am right. Okay. So I don't quite state it like that, but perhaps it can come across that way to my kid. You smother a child when you do that. They have no freedom to think for themselves or to grow into maturity. So sometimes I have to acknowledge the fact that I'm wrong. My opinion, my thoughts on this matter or my actions were wrong. But sometimes we can be right in our opinion and our actions but we can express them in the wrong way. Let's be clear, and this is biblical. Even if you're right in what you said or what you did, but you did not say it or do it in the right way, in a loving way, you are wrong. And you will injure your child when you do that. Let's look at the love chapter for some scriptural grounding here. We know it well, but man, Is this chapter ever convicting? I get convicted every time I read it about something with someone. Yeah. Okay. So I want to read this to you in the message version so we can hear it with some fresh ears. And that version is not as familiar to some of us. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul tells us, if I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but I don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith to say this mountain jump, and it jumps, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't have love, I've got nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything Trust God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. That's verses one through seven. And of course, the end of the chapter, we learned that these three remain faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. The truth that we speak to our children must be soaked in love and it must be expressed in love. Or it doesn't mean anything. Okay, so now let me be clear here. I want to distinguish God's love from our culture's love. As godly parents, we must never love in a way that disagrees with God's word in any way. In order to affirm a child's destructive or ungodly behavior, we must never do that. That is how our culture defines love. And that is not loving. But we can disagree with our child's behavior in the wrong way, in an unloving and unproductive way. And we can and should say that we are sorry 
when we do that. We must repent when we do that. But we should never say we are sorry or repent for agreeing with God, just to be clear, okay? So to recap, we can be wrong either by believing or doing something incorrectly or expressing the truth incorrectly. And when we do this, we break the relationship. We break the trust. And on some level, we break our child. We create a wound or an injury in our child that needs our humility, our vulnerability, our full-fledged, complete apology with an admission of guilt in order to heal properly. Let that sink in, okay? Those words again are, I am sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me. In the past decade, the Action Bible has helped millions of kids across the world better understand the stories of the Bible. Through vivid illustrations and fast-paced stories, children have engaged in God's Word like never before. Now in 2024, there is a new edition, the Faith in Action Edition with enhanced features. The Action Bible Faith in Action Edition has a new color design, 230 Bible stories and digital resources that will help kids grow in the knowledge of God's Word. These resources include hundreds of devotionals, prayers, timelines, maps, Bible facts, teaching videos, activities, and more. Additionally, kids will learn about seven major themes of the Bible. These themes include courage, faith, hope, love, service, trust, and wisdom. The Faith in Action Edition is the most complete illustrated Bible for kids. You can purchase your copy today of the Action Bible Faith in Action Edition at Sam's Club, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com, or wherever books are sold. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grothuis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app. Another reason, the second reason we need to say these words is because when we say them, we are modeling true repentance for our kids. And if we want our kids to learn how to repent to God, we need to show them what that looks like. Yeah. And at some point, at actually many points in our parenting, we are going to have the opportunity to do that. Are we grown up enough? Are we mature enough in the Lord to humbly admit when we are wrong to our kids? And as I said, this doesn't come easily to me. It comes very easily to my husband. He is such a humble man. He is always the first to admit that he is wrong. I, on the other hand, take a little time to cool off before I come around, but I do come around. Confession here. I need to work on cooling off more quickly and and being humble more quickly. What do you need to work on? You know, ask God. He'll tell you. And ask God this question as well. Lord, have I injured my child by insisting that I was right when I wasn't, either in what I said or did or how I said it or did it? That is a really good inventory-taking question to ask throughout the year. Ask God that often, like at least once a month or so. 
Yeah. Okay. So now the third objective that we accomplish by saying, I'm sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me, is these words acknowledge and affirm your child's growth and what phase of parenting you are in. Now, what what do I mean by that? Let me break it down a little bit here. We can really cross those boundary lines and be wrong as parents when we insist on parenting our kids in the wrong phase. This happens as our children get older and they become autonomous and we may try to parent them as if they were still little kids when they aren't. I've talked about this before on CPCW, the four stages of parenting. Let's do a recap because it's always good to review them. In the beginning, you are a caregiver to your child. You supply your child's every need. Then you become the cop trying to keep them safe. Don't touch that stove. Don't play near the street. Then you become the coach explaining how they need to be responsible with money and why they need to choose their friends wisely. Then you become the counselor. This is like towards the late teen and certainly the adult years. That is a wise and trusted friend who gives advice when Asked. Keywords there are when asked because real counselors don't give you advice unless you ask them to. They do not call you on the phone and come over to your house and give you unsolicited advice. That is not how counseling works, right? So that is caregiver. And again, those are like the obviously the infant years cop becomes the toddler years coach as those adolescent years and counselor as their teen late teens to adulthood. So we can be really wrong as parents when we step over those four lines and operate in the wrong phase. And we're going to mess up our relationship with our kids big time and even wound them when we insist on being a cop or a coach when we need to be a counselor. And again, look, you might even be right about what you're saying. But if your child is an adult or nearing adulthood and you are parenting them like they are a young child and you are giving them all kinds of advice that they didn't ask for, you're going to have some big problems. Because ultimately, when you operate out of the wrong phase of parenting, you are trying to control your child. And that is just wrong, like like wrong, 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 like 50 shades of wrong. So when you screw up there, when you parent from the wrong phase of parenting, own it, admit it and apologize fully. Okay. So now I promised you eight bonus words that are going to go the extra mile in your relationship with your kids. They're the perfect follow-up to, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Please forgive me. They are, what can I do to make it right? (laughs) When we say these words, we empower our child to help us heal the relationship. Now, look, we're not abdicating our authority as parents with younger kids when we ask this. Just the opposite, actually. Moms and dads, when you ask this question, you are showing true humility and a willingness to learn and grow. It is modeling how to mature in our relationships, and we want our kids to learn how to mature in their relationships. This is this is washing the feet of our children as Jesus did with his disciples. It's getting on our hands and knees and saying how important this relationship is to our child and we want to serve them and we are willing to do whatever it takes as long as it's in line with God's word to make the relationship right. Now, if you have a child who is not walking with the Lord, you can't affirm destructive behavior or ungodly behavior in their lives in order to make the relationship right, obviously. So if they ask you to do that, lean into the Holy Spirit really hard to find the right answer because we can't affirm what God does not affirm. 
But I bet your kid may have some really great suggestions on how you can improve your relationship. They may be shocked that you even asked that question. And by the way, that's a great question to ask your kids, even when you haven't done anything wrong. Just say, hey, what can I do to make this relationship better? How can I be a better parent? Ask your kid that like every month or so. I, I forget to a lot of the time, but I'm reminding myself right now, ask your kid that. But especially when you've screwed up, we need to make it a point to go the extra mile and empower our child to help us make it right. So let's wrap this up here, moms and dad. Parenting is the hardest work you will ever love. My husband actually has this really cool t-shirt that says that. It's his favorite t-shirt. It says, dad, the hardest job you'll ever love. That is so true. There's nothing tougher than parenting children in this godless culture. And if we want to have a great relationship with our kids, then we need to learn humility and repentance. And we need to model it in our homes. Our kids need to see it from us. So practice it ahead of time. Look in the mirror sometime today and say these words. I'm sorry. It was wrong. Oh, please forgive me. And then say, what can I do to make it right? Mm, it's so simple, but it ain't easy. Uh-uh. Okay, so next week we are going to have Dr. Rondi Smith on the show to talk to us about sex trafficking. This is such a tough topic, moms and dads, and at some point we all need to talk to our kids about it, and we need to make sure that they are protected. We need to see the signs. So be sure to tune in as we are diving back into these tough topics. You know, but really, <laughs> today's topic is the toughest topic because it's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? To admit when we are wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather talk about sex trafficking and neo-Marxism and critical race theory and what is wrong in our culture and in our world than to talk about what is wrong in me. Mm, Yeah. Oh, man, that is the hardest thing to do. So let's start this year by fixing us and then we'll tackle all the other topics together. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan to me. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherinesegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you Your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time.
Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.